Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and it has finally arrived. The granddaddy of them all, the showcase of the immortals. WrestleMania weekend is finally upon us, and we here at ATB are eager to be your WrestleMania weekend primer. Joining me as he does each and every week, none other than KP, Kevin Patrick. KP, are you as excited as I am? Yeah, I am. I'm counting down the days. I'm not going to be as busy as you. I mean, can you give folks a sense of just how busy Corey Graves is going to be for the entire WrestleMania week? Well, listen, far be it from me to toot my own horn. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) WrestleMania is literally the busiest week of my life. As we record this, uh, it's prior to WrestleMania Friday, uh, but I will hop on a plane to Los Angeles Thursday, do the set reveal On Thursday evening, Friday morning, head to the arena, do rehearsals for Hall of Fame, which follows immediately after Friday Night SmackDown, WrestleMania edition. At some point, try to sleep because Saturday and Sunday, I have WrestleMania, and then you and I will reunite again on the Raw after WrestleMania, and then maybe I can take a breath. Perhaps. Your voice is going to be raw by then. What a weekend, man. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. So, of course, it makes sense that I'm here flapping my gums even more uh, than usual. But I'm excited, man. This is a, this is a week where everybody is at the top of their game. It is it is show up and show out for everybody involved from the superstars that we will be watching on our screens or if you're lucky enough to be in SoFi Stadium to the crew behind the scenes. I usually save the thank yous for after WrestleMania week for everybody who survives, but everybody brings their A games. It is amazing to watch WrestleMania unfold and see how WWE truly takes over a city like no one else. LA is the place to be this weekend. And it's had that gold star buildup. It really has. There's a, there's a real sensation and feeling of that WrestleMania is going Hollywood. I mean, it's, it's, it's been living up to the billing so far in every sense. And now we head to arguably the greatest stadium on planet Earth in SoFi Stadium. And amazing. I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this right now, folks. I'm going to drill it into your heads. Get there early. Because John Cena is kicking off WrestleMania on Saturday, taking on Austin Theory for the United States Championship. That's the first match. You do not want to miss it because of LA traffic. Get right, there right. early, get your bums in the seats, and enjoy the GOAT taking on Austin Theory. Well, that that definitely holds true for all events this weekend. You and I mentioned it on Monday Night Raw. Leave early. Give yourself plenty of time. Because if LA is known for one thing, it's that world-famous traffic. Uh, So getting to SoFi Stadium could be a bit of a headache. Maybe somebody's listening to us, to the dulcet tones of our voices on After the Bell while they're approaching the Crypto.com Arena. That's what it's called now, right? The Crypto Arena in LA. It's no longer the Staples Center. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Viore. If you're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of active wear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around. I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable 
workout equipment, you know, like nothing nuts, just like a really nice pullover, comfortable pants to walk around. Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable. You'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash ringer. V-U-O-R-I.com slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. What a weekend it's going to be. It all kicks off tonight. You've got Friday Night Smackdown, followed by the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which airs immediately following Smackdown on Peacock. Make sure you have your remote, your channel changer ready. Uh, and by the way, one of the inductees will be joining us right here on ATB, Rey Mysterio, who will be inducted. I cannot wait to chat with the greatest mask of all time, as he likes to be called. Uh, so much to get to. With Ray talking about WrestleMania, talking about his match with Dom coming up. A little bit going on in his mind right now. That all goes down before WrestleMania officially starts. Oh, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention NXT Stand and Deliver Saturday morning if you're on the West Coast. It goes live at 10 a.m., 1 p.m. Eastern for those watching along at home. There's going to be a lot of content this weekend, KP. Bud, I was chatting to my friend, Al Foran, who's heading over from Ireland to WrestleMania. And he's like, Kev, I'm in for everything. And he's Did talking. Did he ask you to say his name on the podcast? No, nah, he's. He, did he ask you? Did he say, Kevin? Can you please say my name on he, one of your projects? He's a world famous impressionist. He's he's doing oh, okay. great in the comedy scene. So I got to give Al a little shout out. Oh, so you were name dropping? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. No, nah, he's wow. a, he's a, he's a good bud. And he said to me, like, he goes, "I'm going to the superstore. I'm gonna go see you know, the Dead Man show with the Undertaker. I'm going to stand and deliver. I'm gonna race across town to SoFi Stadium." And I know he's not the only one. I know there's thousands of you listening right now that are doing the same thing. They're going to head to every single event you can possibly go to. It's going to be jammers. Kick. And, and the, the thing Friday Night Smackdown follows into the Hall of Fame for those, I mean, for any of us watching, is we're going from watching Fox to switching over immediately to Peacock because the Hall of Fame ceremony is getting going straight after Smackdown. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. It's going to be beautiful. Let's just enjoy it and then hopefully get through Monday Night Raw, which is always the best of the year, I hear. So yeah, it is. Trust me, you. you're you're in for a treat. The Raw after WrestleMania is always magical for a litany of reasons. The best fans in the world, they hang around the most passionate members of the WWE universe. This weekend really is, in my opinion, and I would say the opinions of many or most, a celebration of sports entertainment. That's what WrestleMania has become. While, yes, we are catering to all audiences, it is a true entertainment phenomenon. There are people who don't watch WWE for the rest of the year that pay attention to what goes on this weekend. But for those who follow us, for those who spend their hard-earned money, who sit down Monday night or Friday night or watching NXT or whatever you're into, even if you have a, another company that you prefer to watch, WrestleMania is about everything great in sports entertainment. It is the best fans in the world all converge at the same place. It's rare when Corey Graves, old jaded, grumpy, shouting at clouds in the sky, old man Corey Graves is genuinely excited. But you and I were talking about it in Phoenix after Raw on Monday, how exciting that there is an energy in the air, in the backstage area from the live fans. It's like they've been louder lately. Everyone's fired up. This is a game-changing event that truly could change the course of WWE history. You mentioned it, John Cena and Austin Theory kicking off the weekend. Yeah, that John Cena, the GOAT, 
John Cena in the opening match on the opening night of WrestleMania because it's that big. It's going to be bookended. I am imagining that it's going to be Roman and Cody will be the last match to go on, that everybody will will witness the outcome of that. But talk about a bookend for a weekend. John Cena and Austin Theory, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, and so much in between. KP, off the top of your head, what are you most excited to watch this weekend? And I know you can't pick just one thing. It's an impossible question to answer. But what stands out to you right now? It is impossible. And we've also touched on the fact that it feels like a landscape shifting WrestleMania in many ways, but younger superstars breaking through. Rhea Ripley against the 14-time world champion Charlotte Flair. Austin Theory is mentioned against Cena. I I immediately jumped to Seth freaking Rollins against Logan Paul. And the build-up to this has been spectacular. We haven't exactly seen Logan Paul around all that much but when we have man has he made an impact on that show the what what is it titanium reinforced right hand that you mentioned on monday night raw twice knocking seth freaking rollins out seth is we we've waxed lyrical about him you've waxed lyrical for 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 many moons about seth freaking rollins and how special he is as a performer as a wrestler He's going to want to get his paws all over Logan Paul, and he's not going to have any support. There's no more distractions, you know? I just cannot wait to see a brilliant match between Seth and Logan, and I think that may be the match that may steal it, but then again, there's also Cody Rollins. I won't argue. I won't (laughs) argue that point. I fully expect Rollins and Logan Paul to steal definitely the night, if not the entire weekend, because let's be honest. Rollins is operating on a different level than just about anybody else right now. No, he may not be the face of the place like Roman is right now, but Rollins is right up there. If Roman is one, Rollins is 1A as far as guys who can really steer the ship and and represent this place to the best of his abilities. Also, Rollins has been very open and honest that he goes out there every night, never mind at WrestleMania, to steal the show, to show everybody that he truly is the best. Logan Paul, love him or hate him, has done nothing but over-deliver in the times we've seen him in WWE. This, to me, is a recipe for magic. Athletically speaking, two of the most gifted athletes on the planet. Charismatically, two of the most charismatic superstars in the world. This is going to be a special matchup, and I think the entire world is watching and waiting, and I don't know that anyone can really call which way it's going to go. Well, I'm going to ask you that question then. I know it's always asked in this intro, who needs it more? Because this is a really good match to dissect in that sense. Seth has been knocked out twice. Seth went out three times against Cody Rhodes last year and lost each and every time. Yet he's still operating at a different level, as we've spoken about. It hasn't rattled him much. But when does it get to a point where Seth freaking Rollins needs to win a main event match like this? I would say if you ask Seth now... In the mind of Seth Rollins, this truly is must win, which makes me salivate a little bit more because of the length to which he's going to be willing to go to emerge victorious in SoFi Stadium. But the same has to be said for Logan Paul. Logan Paul is a guy that needs a few marquee victories under his belt in WWE. He took the Tribal Chief to the limit. Logan Paul earned the respect of the WWE Universe in that match. But Logan needs a few W's on his side. And what better place to do it than WrestleMania? The whole world's going to be buzzing win, lose, or draw because it's Logan Paul and the the brand that he's built for himself uh, throughout the entertainment world. But wouldn't Seth Rollins love to be the guy who embarrasses Logan Paul that is shown on ESPN, all over social media, everywhere that Logan Paul has a presence? I'm sure Seth is really, really excited at the prospect of stomping Logan's skull multiple times into the canvas in front of 75,000 plus people. 
Oh, man, I, one of the, I shouldn't say highlights, no offense, Seth, but the moment with Mustafa Ali, when he said to Seth, they didn't even know who you were. You know, they come in here to WWE and you're now going to become famous because of them. But you know, deep down inside, there's an element of truth to that. That all these Logan Paul followers are now looking at this guy called Seth Freakin' Rollins for the very first time, who's been a king in WWE for a long time. And there's an absolute element to this because he brings that celebrity factor from afar, right? He's elevating WrestleMania as a whole. He is absolutely doing that, whether you like it or not. But Seth freaking Rollins is still able to operate on a completely different level. And it will be that bit sweeter for Seth to go and beat Logan. And as you say, be on ESPN, be making the headlines on those morning shows the day after. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I, there's a part of me really wants Seth to win. Having witnessed what we've witnessed on Monday Night Raw and seen him flat out like that, it's just, it's just a rarity. And to go and shut Logan Paul up in front of 75,000 plus fans that will be singing his song is going to be an epic sight. It definitely is, but if you're talking about epic sights, you need not look any further than the colossal, gargantuan <laughs> clash. Uh, I was a little too close to for comfort on Monday night. How was night. that, by the way? My God. It, it, it's always impressive to see Omos in person. It's He is a sight to behold unto himself. And then Brock, for as long as Brock is around, it's almost like you've forgotten what a monster human being Brock Lesnar is. When Brock hit the ring and clotheslined Omos... I was about three feet away and just the sound, it was carnage. It was unbelievable. We've talked about it a lot. I don't expect it to be a long match. I don't expect it to necessarily be a, a technical classic by any stretch of the imagination, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Omos has the power to do things to Brock Lesnar that nobody else has. Brock Lesnar lives for a challenge. The bigger, the better. I actually went back and watched Brock in an, his MMA career against a guy called Hongman Choi, who was a seven-footer. And the Beast uh, had a pretty strong accounting for himself in that battle. Uh, so this is not Brock's first foray into battling giants. Did he win that match? Yeah, he won. Okay. I think. Okay. Why did you ask? Damn it, you asked me that. Now I have to look it up. I I didn't watch <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, but. Hey, what height are you, Gravy? Six, one, six, one and a half. Because you were dwarfed by them, man. I'm looking at you in the ring alongside Adam yeah. Pierce, who's a tall fella as well. And I'm like, I'm glad it's not me in there. But then I was left on commentary. And for some damn reason, the word scale couldn't come to my mind. And I said, the weighing machine. I said, Brock lifts up the weighing the machine. machine. Said, the weight machine. Kevin, um, amongst all the chaos, you said weight machine. And the only reason I heard it was I had the broadcast in my in my in-ears when I was in the ring. So I could hear what you were saying. I couldn't say anything about it. But while Brock and Omos are, are these two titans clashing just mere feet in front of me, it gave me pause. I went, did he just call it a weight machine? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. And then I got a, a, little, a little birdie in the ear to say, you know, it's called a, a scale in this country. I was like, it's called a scale in Ireland too. Just didn't think of it. You were All right. caught in the moment. You were scared. You were scared to death by the massive human beings in front of you, Brock Lesnar yes. and Omos. And I Thank don't blame you. Thank you for looking you. out for me. Uh, looking up and down this card, uh, we're running short on time because we've obviously got plenty of time dedicated to the man who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame in a matter of hours if you're listening to this on Friday as it drops, Rey Mysterio. But uh, looking up and down the card, think about this fatal four-way tag team matchup particularly the men's side of things. The women's side, I'm sure, will deliver, will, will be fantastic. But what we saw on Monday were the eight men involved in the fatal four-way tag match in the eight-man tag match. Try saying all that two or three times fast. 
I think it may have stolen the show Monday night on Raw. The Street Profits and Ricochet and Strowman emerged victorious, but the Vikings looked like total badasses. So did the Alpha Academy. I, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be talking about this in the wake of WrestleMania, which is crazy to say because it was sort of a last-minute addition. It may not be one of the, the biggest attractions or one of the sexiest matches of the weekend, but what all eight of those guys have in common is that chip on their shoulder going, oh, Okay, this is what you got. For, all right, great. We'll do it. We'll take it. We'll make the most of it, and we will over-deliver, and that's what you're going to see, I guarantee you, this weekend. They could have the WrestleMania moment at SoFi Stadium. Think about what we saw from Otis, reminding us of his brutality and his sheer force with those perfectly sculpted nails. Then you have Ivar, uh, and you perfectly said it on commentary that about his athleticism. I mean, the guy is stupidly athletic for the size and the build of, of Ivar, of the Viking Raiders. You go across the Street Profits, we all know what they're capable of. But it's Braun Strowman and Ricochet for me, Gravy. They're infectious right now. There's something about that chemistry between the two fellas that were called bald on Friday Night Smackdown by uh, the Street Profits. It's, it's a it's a thing of beauty to see Braun lift Ricochet the way he does. What is it, Swanton Bond from the top of Braun Strowman all over the opponents. I'm going to go with Braun and Ricochet. There's a lot of momentum building with those two right now. And I'm excited to see what you come up with for a tag team name. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. I was Googling Hongman Choi and Brock Lesnar. Apparently the fight never even took place. I remember reading about it. So you've just made a total balls of this situation. No, we got to cut that whole entire bit out of the thing is what we need to do now. So now I'm totally f- <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk Cody Joseph Roman? You me. You vicked me is what you just Sorry. did, KP. You vicked the out of me. All this has to go now. <laughs> oh, oh, this is... Look, the old Gravy's mind is, is doing somersaults right now because I've got 94 hours of commentary to do in the next four days. And even my producers are, are not helping me out here. I'm just... I'm a man without a country. I'm about to be... Dr. WrestleMania, because I think the Mr. WrestleMania thing belongs to Sean. But as far as like hours dedicated to WrestleMania, I think old Gravy's about to take the take the, yeah. the, the W on that. Uh, help me out here, KP. I'm a trained I'm journalist. I'm a trained journalist. You're bringing I'm up the not. fact that Brock, uh, but Brock, you say Brock's had a match against a seven footer. Well, everybody in their f***ing granny wants to know, did he win the match? Well, it didn't happen. And it didn't even happen. It was supposed to happen. I remember Brock wasn't with WWE at the time. I, I'm an expert on WWE. So why'd you bring it up? I, because I thought it sounded cool. I thought he beat Hongman Choi. I watched somebody beat Hongman Choi. I've seen Hongman Choi fight. Plus, it's a lot of fun to say Hongman Choi. Yes, the is. guy is an MMA fighter who's seven feet tall. He was supposed to fight Brock. I remember being excited about it. I never saw the fight happen. So, for all intents and purposes, Kevin Patrick, since you torpedoed my idea, Brock Lesnar... Perhaps for the first time in his career will collide with a seven foot three super athlete in Omas. You happy? I'm excited. I'm still excited, despite you poking holes in my theories and trying to make myself sound intelligent and knowledgeable. Gravy, calm down. You've got a lot of broadcasting to do over there. I do. Week, all right. I do. This is on you. Don't burn yourself out here on AT. This is on you, KP. I'm already delirious. I took a red eye back from Phoenix, as did you. Uh, I, I ran around like a maniac yesterday. And I, I, I'm, I don't know what the hell planet I'm on right now. My body doesn't know which time zone I'm in. I should be in L.A. Instead, I'm in Pittsburgh. I'll be in L.A. Uh, tomorrow, but this is coming out on Friday. So I'm in, I'm in the middle of the time-space continuum right now. It's broken. I, I am you. existing in alternate realities simultaneously, KP. You know what? We may not even 
understand what our reality looks like on Monday. If Cody Rhodes defeats Roman Reigns, the landscape of WWE could be changed forever. It could be. You know, this is what we... Cody Rhodes took out his Magic 8-Ball, as we mentioned on the show, and predicted on SmackDown that Roman will lose, Jay will leave him, Jimmy will leave him, Paul Heyman will leave him, Solo will eventually leave him, and Roman will be on the island of relevancy by himself. There'll be no one else there. A Roman without his reigns. That was an incredible moment on SmackDown. And that prediction, if it comes true, Gravy, is, a, is such a game changer. It, there's a part of me doesn't want to see that happen because I'm enjoying what Roman and the Bloodline are doing so much. But at the same token, Cody's infectious. What he's doing is just magnetic. It's too close to call. We discussed it last week here on ATB about how Roman hasn't lost a step. Roman hasn't slowed down. He has not produced any less. Cody Rhodes is red hot right now. Cody has forged an organic relationship with the WWE universe. The, the fans are rooting for him. But I think a lot of people are, are caught in that same conundrum that you and I are in, where you want Cody to get his moment. You want Cody to finish the story. But I don't want Roman to lose. It's a big what if. And, and we asked the question last week, and here we are now days before the matchup itself, and we still don't have any more clarity as to who should be favored. Can you favor either superstar? Because you, you should pick them both. Cody's the hot hand. Roman is the guy. Roman is not declining. Cody looks like he, he's ready to take the reins of WWE, no pun intended. It's going to have repercussions that will be felt for a long time. Whether by Monday... We're still living on the island of relevancy remains to be seen, or we could be on the first page of a whole new chapter in WWE history and new Cody Rhodes, WWE undisputed universal heavyweight champion. It could go plenty of ways. I can't wait to watch it unfold. And the same could be said for the tag team match because the Usos have the record reign, right? And yet the feeling is that KO and Sammy have all this momentum and you can be sure that the 75,000 plus fans in attendance, you know, are going to go absolutely crazy when Sammy's music hits and KO enters too. And you just wonder, will the Usos still be there afterwards? That's why this is such, this feels like such a landscape shifting WrestleMania. I agree with you. And as pertains to the Usos, what does the bloodline look like if the Usos lose their titles, but Roman keeps his? Yeah, good point. What happens point. if Roman loses his championship, but the Usos keep theirs? It, it, are they the new heads of the table? I mean, there, there's got to be a sort of a power shift, a, a definitely of the power dynamic within the bloodline. There are all these possibilities that hopefully we get some answers to Saturday or Sunday or maybe by Monday. Or if we don't get our answers, who cares? Because it's a really, really fun time to be involved and in just riding with the story. You have me thinking, though. Roman's not going to like that. If Roman is a man without his reins and there's Jey Uso and Jimmy with their titles. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm floating the ideas out into the ether, into the zeitgeist, the WrestleMania zeitgeist. KP, there's so much we should get to, but we don't have time. And uh, we wanted to dedicate a proper amount of time for our guest because he deserves it. Much like he deserves the honor he is set to receive Friday night, Live on Peacock, WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He is the greatest luchador of all time, bar none. It is my honor and privilege to welcome Ray Mysterio. Ray, first things first, thank you for taking time out of your crazy schedule on WrestleMania week to uh, record this with us for After the Bell. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night you will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Has it kicked in yet? Is it real to you yet? Not at all, man. It's it's so surreal. 
they, these are like the moments that you you wish that one day would happen when you're no longer part of this business, when you're retired, hoping that, uh, man, I truly hope that one day I become part of the, the legendary Hall of Fame, the guys that paved the way for us. And here I am in, in uh, you know, mid-career, uh, full, going full throttle. And, and uh, you know, I was offered this, this grand treasure that we all seek. So uh, I'm, I'm completely blown away. And I don't think it'll kick in until after, until like after I retire or after this whole week of WrestleMania and I, I have time to just chill and relax and just soak it all in. Are you an emotional man, Ray? How do you how do you envisage this will be emotionally for you tonight at the Hall of Fame ceremony? Uh, emotional to the extent where, like, I, I was talking to my wife last night, and I was saying, "What what did we do to receive the life that we have? Like, what you know, what was it that that made us be the ones? And without this this successful career that I've had over the past thirty four years, you know." We wouldn't be where we were, where we're at now. Uh, my kids wouldn't be where they're at now. So it's, it's when you put it all in perspective, you think, wow, this is, this was teamwork, you know, teamwork from day one with my wife and myself, you know, with her being in my first match. And now she's, uh, you know, getting ready to sit ringside and, and view my, my, uh, my grand award of becoming part of the hall of fame. I never realized that, that Angie was at your very first match. That is correct. So we, we met. Uh, I always tell her she's, uh, she took advantage of me because she was 17 and I was 15 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just such a, such a special connection that we had from, from uh, day one. You know, and I remember inviting her to my first show. And uh, she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. We were just friends at the time. You know, and that kind of just bonded. She had never been to a wrestling match before. She thought that wrestling back then was uh, like low class. Uh, right, right. You know, but, but uh, after all, you know, uh, she was there. She enjoyed it. She saw my first match. She's seen my growth from a different perspective than anyone else, which is crazy. And I never really sat down and talked to her, but she did tell me again last night that she was so proud of my accomplishments and she's seen me grow from day one up until now. And she's so freaking proud of what I've accomplished. And I always tell her, it's not I or me, it's us, what we've accomplished together. That's incredible. I love that perspective. Thank you. Yeah. And you will get into the, the circumstances behind Friday night, but, but having, you know, your wife, Angie and your daughter there clearly never gets old for you, Ray, having them ringside. No, no. Uh, you know, they've been a big uh, support system uh, from day one, both, you know, uh, my wife and my daughter. Uh, and at one point in time, Dominic was the same way with us, you know, but uh, or with me. But uh, circumstances are different now and uh, I have to learn how to accept that. But yeah, um, it's going to be beautiful to have uh, uh, Aliyah and Angie there ringside. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. 
Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Well, talk to me a little bit about uh, the man who is inducting you, who has also made quite a name for himself in this industry, primarily in Mexico and in WCW. Conan is another person I know who is very, very uh, integral to your success and your growth throughout your wrestling career. Talk a little bit about what it means to have him induct you. So with Conan, you know, it's funny. We, uh, we met when I was 12 years old, roughly. And he walked into this gym in Tijuana where I was training, where my uncle was a lead class and uh, was taking, you know, students under his wing. Conan showed up with another friend of his, freaking just Jack, Jack, straight out of uh, the Navy. And um, it looked like he was, uh, you could have really said he was a bodybuilder. He was just so freaking big. But we we bonded right away. It was crazy, you know, and, and uh, uh, he takes off first to Mexico, becomes a huge uh, megastar. And the first thing he does is, is, uh, when they get ready to kick off this new promotion, he calls me and psychosis over to come over and, and uh, uh, continue with our wrestling careers. Back then, if you didn't know anyone, uh, you know, that can connect you to a major promotion or that can connect you with promoters to get work, you weren't going to go anywhere. You know, I, I would have been a good or a great wrestling kid from uh, San Diego that wrestled in Tijuana every weekend. And, uh, you know, I could have become a, a local superstar, possibly. But my, my life changed after Conan opened up doors, not only in Mexico, but in ECW and then in WCW. So I owe a lot of my success to Conan. I've always said that, thank God for this career, this beautiful, enormous career that I've had. But next to God, I thank Conan for opening up these doors for me. That's incredible. And a lot of what you just mentioned was covered. The life of a masked man. If you've never seen it, folks, go and check it out. It's from over a decade ago now, Ray, but it's such wonderful insights. And I have to ask, with with tonight upon us now, the Hall of Fame, what do you think 
Eddie would say to you now knowing what you're about to do and going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, I, I, uh, I always have Eddie in my mind and in my heart, you know, and uh, I'm almost positive that he would be so freaking proud. I know he's proud of, of this accomplishment, you know. Uh, it's just so surreal still, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hit. It, it doesn't, I'm not able to grasp it uh, um, all the way. But I know Eddie. Eddie is uh, is always looking out, you know, and has always had his his eyes on on the growth that I've that I've accomplished over the years. Right. Talk to us a little bit about breaking out in the United States. Obviously, you you learned your craft in Mexico, but you really were one of the pioneers of bringing lucha libre to the United States. Uh, was there any nervousness or trepidation on your behalf bringing this completely foreign style into the American style of, of the business, or was it just something that always felt natural and right? So I was I was so young when I was given the opportunity, and I was probably in my prime of enjoying matches and and really understanding the lucha style uh, okay. because every phase that I've had throughout my career has been a learning experience. But I, I felt like I've had uh, that lucha style dominated. And I had such a great rival to be able to present it, you know, psychosis, where the size was just so perfect. Everything that I did looked just so freaking crazy and so unbelievable. Uh, you know, whether I was springboarding out the top and, and doing the run and my head just going like almost hitting the mat, but not not hitting it. And that, I, I believe, had a lot to do with with the size differences. But overall, you know. You don't you don't think about opening up the doors or or uh, opening up this this uh, fountain of of wrestling where now it's going to be able to be seen around the world you know through uh, a very large spectrum at the time WCW you know but uh, now after so many years of putting in the work and after seeing the game change you know in front of my own eyes I do feel this sort of pride like. Wow, I can't believe that I was given that first opportunity and that that it worked, that people believed, that people enjoyed, you know. Um, but again, Conan could have been very selfish to go into WCW on his own and not think about any of us, you know, Psychosis, Super Calo, uh, Rey Mysterio, Dan Villanos, La Parca, uh, Hector Garza. You know, none of us would have had an opportunity, but... Uh, he, he saw this vision to see Lucha Libre grow, and it grew through WCW. I mean, it could be argued you guys absolutely revolutionized the business as a whole. Because I, speaking as an American wrestling fan, I remember I really learned about Lucha Libre. I think it was in 92 when the uh, when Worlds Collide pay-per-view happened in conjunction. Yeah. That was the first time I ever saw Conan, and I was captivated. And he, all the colors, and I think he had long hair at the time, all, just big jacked up, such a cool-looking guy. But... Lucha then became more prevalent and fans, especially with the, the growth of the internet and social media, people can share things, but it all really started with that small group of you guys in WCW. Do you, is that something you guys are conscious of? Like that you fully changed the game? Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. You mentioned that I've never had the opportunity to sit down with like psychosis or a Juventud or, or uh, La Parca and to, to talk about our experiences now, you know, that we're older, that, uh, Lucha Libre is stamped on the map, you know, of, of wrestling around the world. Um, but I, I, I know I, I feel truly honored to have been given the opportunity and 
And it's so cool to see the evolution again, you know, of, of wrestling, not only with the style, because Lucha did change the style, you know, in the U.S., but uh, the size of talent, you know, which I think, again, was was a big factor in my case. I have fans have never seen a wrestler my height and, and my weight, my built. You know, I was I was it was un, unheard of, you know, so I kind of I, I feel that that broke that that mold that stereotypical mold of what a wrestler should look like and and uh, again that on top of my wrestling style and being uh my height and my size my stature i think was was a big opening door for those that came after me let me ask you this what separates Rey Mysterio from the rest of the pack. I mean, all of the, the gentlemen that you just named deserve their flowers, deserve their credit. They were all in, in very important contributors to the style being changed and the success of Lucha in the United States. But nobody, and, I, and I'm not even saying just in the Lucha world, it is very rare to have the sort of longevity in this business that you have, let alone at the levels that you've been able to maintain. What's the secret sauce? Why Rey Mysterio and... and in addition, you know, why, why don't we see this more frequently? So I, I asked myself that question, uh, like when we started off this conversation, why me? Why, why did I get all the, the uh, success and all the, the accolades that, that maybe others would have wanted? Um, and I, I truly believe that it's, it's my passion. It's my passion that I've had since I was a little kid, since I, you know, was able to hang out with my uncle, uh, at the age of four or five years old and be able to play wrestle with him, you know, doing backflips off his shoulders and uh, watching him wrestle every Friday night. You know, I grew up around this world and uh, I've always had a sincere passion for it and have enjoyed it to the fullest, you know, and, and the connection that I get to make with my fans. I truly believe that part of your success is how you connect with the people that, that follow you, that pay for uh, a ticket to go watch you, that buy a t-shirt, that buy an action figure. You know, um, once you connect with them, you start opening up this long time relationship. And, uh, you know, they, they're the ones that kind of position you in the spot that you deserve to be. Ray, I think you've just, you know, you talk about your talent is one thing for sure. Your passion is another thing. But Corey, what screams through to me here is just your humility in all of this. And I think that's where fans can connect with you and the lovability of Ray Mysterio. I remember doing my audition for WWE and you walked into TV Locker, which we always talk about here on, on the podcast. And you shook my hand with such sincerity and grace. And you're Ray Mysterio. And and that was always something that stood out to me was just that level of humility and grace with you. you. You spoke about the size factor. What were the initial conversations like with WWE when you came across and what Vince McMahon wanted in you? Do you remember any of those conversations? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take it a step even back uh, for my big first opportunity, which was roughly around the age of 17. I was going on to 18. And that was my first time I left San Diego to, to go to a different country and uh, uh, such a huge city like Mexico City to to experiment this wrestling career that I was so much searching for. When AAA opened up and I, and I started working for them, the very first match was on TV. And I remember after the match, I thought it went really well. So then Conan pulled me aside and he goes, yo, he goes, if you don't learn how to hit, the owner, Antonio Pena, said he was going to send you back home to Tijuana. So uh, I remember... 
learning how to hit. And I did feel uncomfortable at the very beginning of my career, even at the very beginning of each phase of my career, uh, because I just felt like I, I felt intimidated by all these uh, monsters that were in the locker room, you know. But once that intimidation went away, I was like always all work and putting in the work and compensate my size for what I could bring to the table. You had to stand out by being different and just doing things that nobody else was was really doing at the time. I, I know you captivated at least an entire generation. Do, do you run into it commonly these days where you you meet somebody who's maybe been a lifelong fan who now has taught their kid about Rey Mysterio or Lucha Libre? Is that something that you, you get to experience pretty regularly these days? Oh, my God, I have in the past. And and I think that is so cool just because of the of the generations that run in my blood with my uncle passed on over to me and me over to, to my son, you know, that's three generations. And when I get to hear stories like that, it really, it moves me, man. It makes me feel good. The fact that, that even, even three generations, like the grandfather being a huge fan that turned on his kid to watching it. And now his kid has his kids. So now the grandsons are, are watching the, you know, or following Ray Mysterio. Um, I really love hearing stories like that. And and I actually had plenty of those that have walked up to me and, and told me about it. And that just, it, it excites me, man. That's pretty wild. I, I can relate to that. My dad was a big Mil Mascaris fan. That's how I learned that Lucha even existed was because of uh, my dad's fandom growing up in, in the Virginia area. But that was, Mill was a big star there. Uh, and then I'd say you were, you were definitely my generation's Mill. Okay. Uh, I mean that with, with the all due respect and, and reverence. Yeah. Let's, let's take the emotion out of it to the best of our ability. This weekend, you and Dominic one-on-one at WrestleMania. Take, take aside to the best of your ability, all the, the jabs and the verbal sparring and the emotions that have brought us to this point. As a man, as a father, to your point, as a generational superstar, what does it mean to be at this point in your life and your career with your son? Putting the story aside and just grasping this moment that, that's the grandest stage and being able to share it with my son in a ring, you know, is so surreal because we, we, we talked about it, my son and I, when he first started training, you know, like imagine the day that we get to wrestle together. Imagine the day that we possibly get a title opportunity and we're both tag team champions. Imagine the day that we get to face each other. And then that's where we kind of stop and like, oh, I don't think, I hope that never happens, you know? And, and uh, here we are last year, we wrestled together as a tag team against Logan and Miz. And here we are a year later and the tables have completely turned. So, but the, the fact that I've been able to share two or one big WrestleMania moment last year and about to share another one, you know, is, uh, man, it's a true blessing. This, this is his growth has been incredible. And, and I have been, you know, deep down inside and enjoying his growth, uh, not enjoying the, the moments with him in the ring, but as a father, I, the pride is, is always there and is always going to be there. Doesn't that say so much? Like even hearing this, you, the pride is always there. Even though you've been derided, you've been insulted, you, you've had to endure what you've had to endure since Clash at the Castle, right? It's going back to September. And yet as a father, you say the pride is always still there. Even in those moments when, when Dominic, you know, insults your wife, Angie, and stands up to your daughter, Aaliyah. Like, 
it, it speaks volumes as a father that you can say that right now, because I'm not sure I could be that same man that you are. Well, you know, my wife and I have conversations all the time about uh, his growth and how, and how his behavior has changed. You know, she, she would probably know Dominic more than I will because uh, of so many days of being away on the road and her being mother and father at the same time. You know, and Dominic from day one was a mama's boy. He was always attached to my wife. So anytime Dominic does something, you know, in the past that has, that has hurt my wife, I always tell her, he's going to understand sooner or later. I said, things are really going to change the day that he becomes a father and really understands the position that we're both in, my wife and I. I said, until then, he's going to be doing st stupid things all the time, you know, even though he's 25 years old. But wait till he becomes a father. His life is going to change just like it changed our lives. While we're talking WrestleMania, and you've had countless WrestleMania moments in your career, if you had to pick one thus far to put at the front of the list, what would it be? Wow. Uh, man, I've always said that my, that my first opportunity to be on a stage like WrestleMania was, was so cool. Uh, and that was uh, WrestleMania 19 in Seattle against Matt Hardy that, you know, that was, that was such a very special moment for me. But, uh, um, <laughs> I've had so many after that one. It's like it, it was Seattle, then uh, New York, that cruiserweight battle royal. Um, that was 2021, 20, of course. L.A., uh, WrestleMania goes Hollywood against Eddie. And I'm, I'm not going to pick one. I'm going to pick four, like back to back to back, all the way up to WrestleMania 22, where I become uh, world champion. You just rifled off four classic, <laughs> legendary, <laughs> Hall of Fame moments effortlessly. When you look back, is there anything that you haven't done Ray, I mean, I, you got to wake up with, with, a, with a passion every morning and you've accomplished things that I'm sure you never even dreamed of. Here we are. It's Hall of Fame time. When you look back, is there something you go, man, I really wish I would have tried that or I would have gotten to wrestle with this person or I've gone and taken that opportunity? There was, a, there was a couple guys that I wish I've always had the opportunity to work with. And unfortunately, it, it was too late. Uh, but I've always wanted to step in the ring with Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, I just... I've been watching a lot of his his matches from back in the day, and he was just so like out of character in the ring, and he did things that other people weren't doing at the time. You know, just the the holding on to your head and running across the other side of the ring and and jumping over the top rope and giving you the the hangman like right right like that and going up to the to the turnbuckle and just giving you an axe handle. You know, uh, just really cool things he he stood out and and i always wished that i had the opportunity to wrestle him and bret hart was another one that that uh i wish i would have had the opportunity to to step in the ring with him and just to to absorb all the teachings that that they have yeah you've absorbed so much ray over your legendary career where are we at as a business for you right now where is wwe at for you and can you, can you tell us about maybe some of the changes and, and maybe how proud of the industry um, are you right now? Man, uh, I think we're at the best time of our lives. If you, if you ask me, you know, just, it feels like uh, um, there's a, there's a momentum shifting and, and opportunities are being given. I feel personally from my career that, that uh, having, having this opportunity to work with my son has opened up a lot of eyes and, and doors because it is a situation that's relatable to 
ordinary or regular life. You know, a lot of kids are jabbing at their at their father or mother and vice versa. So I think anytime we can uh, tell our story that is relatable, I think uh, business is always going to be really good for all of us. Um, and overall, I'm enjoying the growth of, of talents being given the opportunity to succeed. Well, business is absolutely healthy right now. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, hell, we're about to put 75,000 plus fans in SoFi Stadium two nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> two nights. <laughs> it's it's yeah. totally, totally wild to think about. It's it's great. I've got to ask though, Ray, uh, you, sort of, you sort of alluded to it earlier. I'm hoping I took the right answer away. You said you're in the midst of your career. You're still in the prime of your career. There's rumors swirling as they tend to do in the wrestling business that uh, Ray may not have too much tread left on the tires. Tell the WWE universe, I'm asking you point blank, after this WrestleMania, we are still going to get to enjoy Rey Mysterio for a while, right? I, I truly hope so. I, I don't think yes. this uh, opportunity of becoming a Hall of Famer came with a hidden secret there that I have to retire. Okay, good. I, that's what I was hoping. I was worried. I was like, man, is there some sort of clause? Like you can only, you know, maybe, maybe you get the hall of fame schedule now though. You, I think you could use that in your favor. I'll tell you, there you what, go. They, they, they take care of me. I, I, uh, compared to, to the, uh, work schedule that we had from back in the day, it has drastically changed. And I think that's, what's giving me the opportunity to be around more, and uh, not wrestle as much, you know, but still enjoy the game. You know, this is something that I ask myself, what am I going to do the day that I don't do this anymore? You know, uh, you always hear, oh, travel, enjoy life. But I've been traveling my whole life, you know, and I've been enjoying my life since I can remember. So it'll be really hard to, to say goodbye. But at the same time, I will be at peace with it whenever that day comes. And I hope that... Uh, always put a number on the, on the back of my head and that number is five Oh, you know, and, uh, um, but my body, uh, has felt incredible, you know, for the past, uh, three to five years, uh, stem cells have really helped, you know, um, my mindset is, is good. So, uh, as long as I feel healthy, I think I'll, I'll keep going until I can't go anymore and I'll be content with that. Excellent answer. I, it's the answer that I was hoping for, but talk to me a little bit about your body maintenance. We know you've had some serious injuries over the years. You had knee problems and surgeries, and you mentioned the stem cell thing. What does Ray Mysterio do on a regular basis to keep yourself in great shape and so dynamic still at this age? I'm going to be taking notes here as you're answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, and I have a very hard time dealing with this, but uh, a priority should always be uh, two things, you know, your exercise and, uh, and your eating habits. And as, as bad as I am with eating, uh, I tend to fall off track, but then, uh, it's not hard for me to get back on being, uh, attached to my wife. She loves going to restaurants and, and trying, uh, new dishes and, and new styles of food. So I always, uh, I never say no to her. So I always like to go out and, and try to treat us with a little different taste but overall, uh, most of my success has always been to, to being able to eat right, uh, taking what I need to take supplementation-wise and vitamin-wise um, for my body and uh, working out, you know. And, and most of that contribution goes to, to Chris Cavallini, you know, from Nutrition Solutions, who's always been on top of me ever since we met and we connected. Uh, he was the first guy to really change 
my way of seeing things and my training regimen that uh, just put me on point. I've got them in, I've got the meals in my refrigerator right now. And I also think, I also think Ray may have unintentionally dropped a little very important marriage knowledge. I never say no to my Uh wife. And here we are all these years later, Ray has solved the secret to a happy marriage right there. Don't ever say no. There you go. There you go. On that note, Ray, how is Angie coping with all of this right now? How nervous is she ahead of WrestleMania? She, she is nervous. She's always nervous anytime. She gets nervous when she sees me, but, uh, you know, every time she sees her son on TV, she's always jittery and, and, and thinking that he got hurt, you know, uh, when this runs in your blood and you've been doing it your whole life, I would think that there comes a point where you kind of understand and, and be at ease and just let it be. But I can't put myself in her shoes and, and have the role of, of being a mother. I didn't have uh dominic you know she carried him for nine months and and gave birth to him so she's attached to dominic in a way that i will never understand you know i can imagine it but i will i won't really comprehend it so uh it it does bring a lot of concern to her and not only to her to to aliyah as well uh the fact that aliyah sees her mother suffering you know brings to a certain extent some suffering to her as well well, Ray, we've talked at great length about your past. And as you look ahead at the landscape that is WWE, there are certainly a few superstars you haven't yet mixed it up with. Who's at the top of your list? Who's got your attention now post-WrestleMania? So um, I've been seeing uh, Ricochet's growth over the past years, and I had an opportunity to work with him outside of WWE. But uh, I think whether it's working with him, which would be really cool, or working against him. Santos Escobar right now and Legal del Fantasma. You know, uh, we've had uh, recently this attachment where it feels like family. And there's very few Hispanic um, superstars in the company. But the ones that are there, we're, we're like this. We're united. Uh, you know, all the way to Garza and Carrillo. Um, overall, I'm just, I'm excited to even get the opportunity of working with the younger talent. And that, in a way, is, is it almost tests my levels to see if I'm still fit or up to the challenges, you know. And that kind of uh, puts a little pressure on me and, and makes me feel that, that youth within me, you know, that, that still sneaks out every now and then. So I like that. I like that mentality that you're, you're testing yourself constantly because that's what you have to do to, to keep up with these day and ages, man. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, but I mean, if I at one point uh, when I first came back, I was actually feuding with uh, with Samoa Joe, and, and I remember that's when I really wanted to hang up the mask and retire. And as weird as it sounds, Dominic convinced me not to and, and told me to stay. You know, I just felt like I was falling behind with all this young, young talent, you know, opening up uh, a path. But, uh, you know, I stayed and, and I committed to putting in the work, and, and it's, been, it's been incredible ever since. I, I wasn't aware that you were you were seriously debating. Around. I remember that time period. I remember the match at WrestleMania that it was a, everything went. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know you were you were really having doubts then. Yeah, I was I was really having doubts, and and I felt like okay, maybe it is time to to step back and and let this new generation come in and and do their thing. But I think uh, shortly after, I went to go with some stem cells, and I came back, and I was ready to go. <laughs> Brand new and improved, ready to rock. <laughs> Ray, if you, if you could sum up your, your journey so far, 
in one affirmation, what would it be for us? If you could try and somehow sum it up, you are what? I'm blessed 1,000%, fully, fully blessed. And, and me being blessed, you know, uh, blesses the load that's on my back, which is my wife and my two kids, you know, and, and everybody that has been a part of my life, you know, from my parents to my mother-in-law, uh, this whole uh, solid connection that is, has uh, formed what we have now. Well, Ray, I'm going to turn that back on you, and I would like to tell you face-to-face that you have been a blessing to us as a business, as a man, Ray. I'm lucky enough to get to know you and spend some time with you in the locker room at at TV days. You, I I hold you in such high regard, not only as a superstar, not only for what you've done in the ring, but for your accomplishments as a father, as a man. You deserve every ounce of respect that you have gotten and probably 10 times more. Uh, I want to say thank you for, for everything you've given to us and to our business and continue to give to us. And, and thank you for, for being a friend and, and being a, a, just an A-plus human being uh, that is a joy to be around. And I have, honest to God, never heard anyone in this industry say anything but positive things about you. And that is such a rare, rare case in this business. I just, I hope you know how deeply appreciated you are by everybody you know, we, we don't get to say this to each other often enough. Right, um, right. So I just wanted to make sure while I had this opportunity, thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, from day one, we bonded and we clicked. So um, I've, I've always felt love from my peers in the locker rooms, you know, from youngest to oldest. And that, that, that gives you a sense of tranquility, you know, knowing that you can walk in to your business element and, and feel loved and not feel hated or even stabbed on uh, from behind. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Oh, it be, it's us that should be thanking you. And luckily, the world will get to give you your flowers tonight. The WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Streaming live, WWE on Peacock. Any last words before uh, you next time appear on After the Bell as a Hall of Famer? I just got to thank everyone for their support, man. Uh, uh, from uh, staff to colleagues to uh, my fan base, the WWE Universe, you know, um, it has been an incredible journey. Not to say that I'm hanging up the mask, but it it just it feels that way because of this induction. But overall, you know, I'm very greatly appreciative of, of all the love and support that uh, I've received around the world for the past 34 years. I can't believe I've been a part of five decades of wrestling, you know, when you talk about it. In that way, you know, I started in 89. So uh, to, to sum all that up and, and sometimes just sit back, chill, have a glass of wine with my wife and and talk about things like that. Like we made it. We really made it. Do you believe we're here? This is, this is how we live now. And it's just so surreal. So I want to thank all the fans for all their love and support. Absolutely, Ray. We can't wait to watch it all go down at the ceremony, watch you handle your business as we know you will at WrestleMania. And we are all looking forward to the next chapter in the career of Rey Mysterio. Not the end, the next chapter. I like that. I like I like the way you put it. Next chapter. Who knows what the next chapter will be, but I'm always ready for a new chapter. Awesome. Well, we know you're always welcome here on After the Bell. Looking forward to having another chat somewhere down the road. In the meantime, you can follow us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find Kevin at Kev underscore Egan. Just search After the Bell, hit the follow button, and never miss an episode. 
Check out the full interview with Rey Mysterio on our YouTube channel this coming Monday. Happy WrestleMania, everybody. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell.